0: On And off the pitch, we are back. Welcome to On and Off the Pitch, your favorite podcast. I'm Rodney Cyrus. I hope you're well. Uh, did you know that the football season has returned to the Barclays Women's Championship? Yes, it has, it has, and it has already blown our minds. Predictions have gone out of the window. This is true. First game, and all of the experts had egg on their face. Blackburn Rovers won, Birmingham City nil. No one would have predicted that result, but what a result it was for Blackburn players and for the rest of the league, for the rest of the league, because it then means everyone's got to play catch-up. We will come back and just run over a little bit of the uh, Jade Richards and crew in a short while. But we're going to go over to the first game that I attended this season. It's the first game for Charlton women and they were playing at home against Sheffield United. So I trotted off down to the valley. First time there. Lovely little state. Well hidden. Extremely hidden. Uh, hidden away. Uh, but uh, very made very welcome there as well and a, a very good game to watch for the neutral. That is for sure. Both teams have seen new players join. And I wouldn't be so bold as to say who should have won the game. But after the game, I can say neither team deserved to lose. That is the best analysis that I can give you right now. Neither of the teams deserve to lose. That is the truth. Uh, For me, this encounter morphed from being a tactical, precise chess game to an end-to-end basketball shootout. From the careful and well constructed period of play in the first half, Charlton was holding a high line with their high press and Sheffield, using the full width of the pitch, moving the ball from side to side, breaking the press when required, seemed to be able to contend. And it would look like That was the game planned, to be able to kind of break down Charlton on the attack, counter-attack, for a better word or better phrase. Uh, There were brief moments from both sides in the early segment of the game. And, you know, say from the very early segments of the game, 15 minutes in, 15 minutes in, uh, Sheffield United break, right? Isabel Goodwin strides past in doubt as if she wasn't even there. Just like Olympic... Stride, like just moves away, um, clear of the defender, chips the ball just beyond the far post, and that was a clear indication that Sheffield could score, but, but at will they could. D- despite defending deep for early parts, they were contained, but they had ways of breaking down Charlton's defence. And Charlton did have a high line. Uh, the breakthrough came when Kaylee Green read the back pass as uh, Mel Johnson pressed after a a, a bad touch, to say. You know, it happens in a game. Um, Skipping away uh, and past the keeper and knocking it into the net. So now Charlton have the upper hand, Sheffield have to react. Uh, I can say this. At no point did Sheffield look like they were panicking. They knew what they had to do. Their game plan. They stuck to their game plan. And they probably did factor in that they would probably concede in the game. And they had enough chances. They created plenty of chances to score. Uh, Sheffield switched from being content to hold to now being more forceful with their forward play, not dropping as deep, moving slightly further forward. And you could see that instantly once the the goal had been conceded. So in, in terms of the goal itself, a mistake, a mistake which resulted in a goal for Charlton. Both teams really good in possession. Really comfortable, able to control the ball in midfield, uh, swivel of the hips, neat control here and there from either side. Really good performances from both sets of players. I've got a good shout out. I think Molly Graham for Sheffield United, really good game at the back for them. Really good game and will be a a very, very good player. Um, So, you know, no, Sheffield United, you know, are a resolute bunch. Didn't shake, no head shaking, no drop in their intensity. They continued with their game plan. Uh, 34th minute, Charlton get away with what could have been the freakiest goal of the game. Uh, Goodwin closing down on a short back pass. There's plenty of back passes in this game. And, and I, have to, I have to say, uh, Rogers in goal, absolutely outstanding. Phenomenal saves. Uh, anyway, in, t- in terms of could have been a freak goal, uh, the rebound flew just past the outside of the post. And I wrote down in my notes, was that the moment? Was that the moment that Sheffield let the game slip away? Could have been. Could have been. And there are more of those. So into the second half, you get uh, more opportunities for both teams. Huge opportunity. Huge, huge. 57th minute, 58th minute, um, which really should have been a goal. Great play down the flank. Balls cut back. Humphreys in on goal. Oh, no, no. In fact, it's not that one. This is a little bit later. This one is Humphreys in on goal, when it's uh, on the left-hand side, actually. The ball's played in, and the the shot lacked force. It lacked force. Great play, great interplay. Gets past the Sheffield defence. Again, Charlton show that they can score. Sheffield don't necessarily panic, but, you know, it could have been. Uh, But there was the moment. This is the moment that, that actually, where they could have scored. Much much further on, 67th minute. Um, I I don't know what happened. I, I have no idea what happened. Another back pass. Another back pass. It, it's 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 not met properly. It's it's cut out. Sheffield failed to take the opportunity. Rogers beaten to the ball again. Goodwin ball to Sigsworth, and you think she's going to shoot. She doesn't shoot. She passes the ball instead of shooting. Was that the moment? Was that, was that the moment? Could have been, could have been a really good moment for, for Sheffield to get off, off the mark. And um, when I think back now to the moment that I thought about when it was the wrong time, not the second half, it was the first half, 22nd minutes in, twenty seconds, 23rd minutes in, Uh, the ball is played back. And this is when the the ball is played down through the flanks on the right-hand side, the ball is cut back and there's a player inside the box. And you just think it just just got to hit the target. Well, then again, since they just hit the target, both keepers were in fine form, but this ball goes high over the bar and that's in the 22nd minute. So I've had to jump back a bit because I remember now 22nd minute. And that was the moment. So for both teams, Charlton had moments where they could extend their lead from one goal to more than one goal. And Sheffield had moments where they could have definitely equalised and probably gone on to score more than the equalised goal. You know, so they had their moments, both teams. In between those moments, great passages of play, individual duels. Um, I've got the team sheet down there. I think I've got um, Goodwin really good on the ball, Hutton great delivery from free kicks. Uh, Carla Humphreys for Charlton, really good. Uh, Addison, bags of energy on the flank, just a real pain, um, a real pain. Uh, McKenna as well. But there's, sometimes you can see players and you think they've got loads of energy and they're running around and doing so much. And they're the ones that j- just do what they're meant to do. And you think they're doing a very, and very important job. And I've got to say this for uh, Charlton, um, mia ross i thought her positioning in the game was 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 absolutely fantastic in front of the back four uh, picking up snuffing out helping the the attack going forward um, sensing trouble really really good position really good position Charlton and sheffield are good footballing teams they're really good footballing teams and it will be interesting to see what happens going forward but in terms of this game you know, Sheffield were resolute. They didn't didn't give up. So, you know, the Sigsworth opportunity that came and passed didn't take it. Um, Rogers in goal for Charlton was absolutely immense in a close range um block, like like the build-up play, the balls in the box. Absolutely fantastic save from Rogers. You know, that moment uh, Sheffield could have equalized, but it was literally a few minutes later that her her luck ran out. An absolutely superb superb strike uh, from Sheffield with Rayner and and that was the moment where Charlton um, didn't capitalize on on the chances that they created but you know Sheffield had been knocking at the door one thing about Sheffield they gave they were able to secure a number of free kicks in the second half and a number of corners they will score goals from these set pieces they know what to do in the box their delivery is precise and if you are anyone in the, um, the Barclays Women's Championship and you're coming up against Sheffield, what you don't want to do is give away, you, know, you don't want to give away free kicks, but you definitely don't want to give away corners. That just, it, it'll it be problematic for you. Okay, so in terms of, of Sheffield, they'll get their, their goal back, the redemption. They've had their chance, they score, they're back on level terms. And that's how the game in itself Ends. There's a huge period, a huge period of extra time, huge, immense period of extra time. And then Charlton have the chance to secure um, all three points. One of their subs on, former London City Lioness player, now with Charlton. We are in on goal. Fantastic save from Stenson. You know, the game could have been done and dusted there and then. So in terms of... Um, value for money in terms of a product uh, for, for neutral fans, for both sets of fans, uh, a, a brilliant game to watch, a, a great game to see first day of the season uh, down at the Valley. Um, really, really good crowd. They enjoyed it, very vocal. And, and all good fun was had by the fans. And definitely, though I was watching the game, it was a very, very entertaining game. And it, it kind of sets up what's going to happen throughout the rest of the season, because it is impossible right now, apart from one team that secured a very, very good win, and I'll talk about the results in a moment, it is impossible to actually pinpoint or pick out a favorite in this this early stage. Uh, There are some great teams. There are some great teams that have recruited well. Players have moved around. Some have gone from, you know, well, they've moved around Watford look have a familiar feel about them when you see some of their their players lewis have got a familiar feel about them some of their players of the london city lionesses have brought in a huge range of players because they've had to 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 deal with you know not being able to get promoted last season the manager uh, coaching staff new location all of those things taken uh, into consideration birmingham who finished well last season you know they brought in new players uh, how are they going to fare? Tip to be one of the favourites, along with Southampton, uh, no doubt. Durham, again, have been there and thereabouts for a number of seasons. It's going to be really good. Sunderland as well, showing that they're the usual stuff, they're bringing in players, considering players that have moved on and, and have stopped playing in terms of retirement. And Blackburn, as I said, getting a, a fantastic result from them. But in terms of uh, Charlton, in terms of Sheffield, uh, both teams, play really, really good football. Both teams deserve a point. You can say both teams deserve to win in terms of the chances created for, for either side. Uh, both goalkeepers were very busy. I think Sean Rogers was slightly busier uh, than the two. Uh, my player that stood out for me, and, and not to say they did anything fancy, not to say they did anything remarkable, but they, they were always available um, there and thereabouts for their team, uh, Mia Ross, uh, but, you know, I could have picked anyone from any either of the teams. It was good to see. Uh, I, I like Maddie Kuzak when I see her play. I think her precision deliveries from set pieces are always a problem. Um, yeah, just great. Uh, Molly Graham, as I mentioned, Sophie Barker as captain, uh, really good. Um, and, and Bex Rayner, you know, well done. Great from Sheffield. Both managers at the end were very philosophical in terms of the, the point gained. Neither manager wanted to lose the first game. And it's really important, I suppose, in this, this league not to lose uh, a game at this point. And, and, and they'll build on that. And the Barclays Women's Championship has well and truly returned. It has indeed. And, and there's, there is so much fun in this league if you're a neutral. Uh, We'll go over the results just after this. Okay, so the results for the first match day of, or match day 22 to come, but first match day, this match day one. uh, Blackburn Rovers with their 1-0 win against Birmingham, who have been tipped strongly. So Birmingham will need to react in the next game. Uh, Watford drew one apiece with Durham. So the the tough tackling Durham and their well established team uh, were, were were able to duke it out with Watford. Watford who have returned to the Barclays Women's Championship as well with we a whole host of new players, talented players to boot. Let's say that talented players. Uh, Sunderland at home showing that they're going to be no pushovers. London City Lionesses showing that they've got some work to do in terms of their Team bonding, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, and how they formulate to uh, to get onto the winning way. 0-0 uh, for um, for that fixture. Crystal Palace uh, one, uh, Reading one. Reading uh, dropping down from the WSL. It will be interesting to see how they fare this season. Crystal Palace have been, you know, fifth, um, fourth, fifth, sixth, punching where they should have been and above in terms of previous seasons they've got really good players there they'll probably be a bit disappointed that they didn't get the the win at home but they came back to get what you could call the last grasp draw so that they get a point and don't start their campaign with a defeat uh, Charlton won Sheffield United won you know so there was more from them and Lewis uh, won Southampton four now Southampton have secured some really good players. Rihanna Dean, I believe, joined from Crystal Palace, may be injured. I need to confirm. I I did hear a rumor. uh, But they show that they have what it takes. They've signed some really good players. Uh, Primus from London City is down there now. So they've got uh, goal scorers to boot and uh, know what to do. They are one of the teams I would have tipped to be duking it out with Birmingham uh, for promotion. Uh, so that's it. So Southampton uh, sitting pretty at the top in terms of goals scored, uh, and Blackburn just behind them in terms of uh, goals scored and not conceded as well. So it is going to be a really, really interesting campaign for all of the teams. I must say this now: in terms of the league and the the dreaded relegation, saying it right off the bat. Uh, i'm upset that there are two spots for relegation this is no this is no way um an indication from the fa that they're doing the right thing i don't know who's running what's going on for women's football there uh, women's football needs more opportunity they keep talking about pathways they keep talking about removing barriers and you know making it more possible for girls to play football at school playing football at school isn't the issue people think it is it isn't you know it's about got people playing football when they get to 16, 17, 18, 19, and there are teams in leagues that they can join. And if you're good enough to be in a team within the women's championship, the fact that there are so few teams in that league along with the WSL is part of the problem. There needs to be more teams. And if you have more teams, then obviously you're widening the access for those that want to play. It isn't just about school. Okay. Let's get that really clear. It isn't just about school because if you're not opening up the access at one end, and then it's going to be some bottle feed approach to the rest of those, those women, girls that are playing football, once they get to a stage on age where they feel that they have the skill set and are confident enough to play football professionally, there needs to be avenues available for them. And by removing or putting in place two relegation spots instead of growing the league from 12 to 16, isn't help, grant over, isn't help. Uh, <laughs> it won't be very long before the uh, Barclays Women's Super League is going to return, so we look forward to that. And I'm gonna ask this question of you, and I know it's hot topic on, on Twitter right now, or X is it called? X. Um, what about Malcolm would have thought of that? Hmm. Does anyone remember the World Cup final for the women in 2023? I do, but boy, oh boy, what a shitstorm it has been since the end of that game. And I mean, if there were anything that you could possibly say or do that was wrong, that would damage the women's game, and you couldn't think of it before, this is it. This is it. Um, I stand with Jenny. I stand with those people that need to actually be heard. I stand with the women, female, girls, footballers that need to be heard. They need to be in a safe space. They need to be protected. They need to be listened to. They need to be understood. It's just very simple. And I don't understand how someone can try and secure their position when they know that they are meant to be the guardians of the sport that they are the president of it's just, it just it beggars belief and that there is this collective we will stick together uh, despite whatever's happening even though the person is in the wrong there is no reflection there is no contrition there is no um, look with looking within oneself to see what could I do better to make these people that I am meant to be looking out for that I'm meant to be taking care of perform to the best of their abilities and it is very much me 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 it is akin to watching a two-year-old jump up and down their parents mattress and scream look at me look at me I'm I need your attention at all times when you get to a position of president however you are voted in however you apply for that job your responsibility as a as a leader is very simple What can I do to help those who I've come to support and ensure that they become the best in their field? What can I do? And that is isn't it. And as for the governing bodies such as UEFA, their silence is deafening. As for FIFA, uh, I say this, your reaction to what happened was late. It has had some merit to a degree. But I know full well that if this was my house and I invited you in as a guest and you as a guest came in and you were disrespectful to the other guests, you wouldn't stay. You would leave and you would never come back. So FIFA, sort yourself out. UEFA, speak up. And let's just not think for one minute that everything's rosy here. But in terms of football... When you see it and it's wrong, you just have to say it. Anyway, I hope you're well, everyone, where you are. This is On and Off the Pitch podcast, your favorite. I'm Rodney Cyrus, and I'll see you on the other side. See you in the next one. Bye for now. Boop, boop. What's going on? What's going on? Welcome to On and Off the Pitch. Latest.